Blog Talk Radio. Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, at least it's raining here. But you know what? We got used to that 60 degree weather this week. It's uh, the week before Thanksgiving. So it's Indiana. Of course, we're going to have some rainy weather, but we're also going to have some football. Big 10 showdown at high noon today, boys and girls. Ohio State and Indiana University, probably one of the best positions that IU has been in in a great many years, decades for that matter, and it's going to be a great game uh, today. So we're going to be breaking down college football with Rick Riggins, Scott Lamb, and Adam Jividen. Of course, Adam Jividen, Super Bucks fan, Super Browns fan, uh, going to be breaking it down by the numbers and how IU can win, how Ohio State can win, or how Ohio State won't win. We got it all uh, covered, plus uh, our games of the week as well. Make sure you get your gifts a call. Give us your picks. 917-889-8516 is our digits. Also coming up at uh, in the next hour, Tony Donahue. Uh, the Tony D podcast. We continue the conversation about Ohio State and Indiana, as well as college football. Ed Kratless today, uh, but uh, we're still going to break down the NFL. Hopefully, maybe we've got Mo from the BS Sports Show uh, joining us today as well. All coming around the corner right here on the Balance Radio Network. I'm going to tell you what, it's about to get good. Stick around. Quick stop, midnight tea top, Jack and her cherry coke town. Mama and daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vents. We were Jesus. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103. 
or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, What is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're one of my It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Here's to the straggly ones. The first ones. Hey, I look good with this ones. The black, brown, red, and gray ones. The itchy ones. The ones grown by dad. The ones grown for dad. The I nearly didn't do it this year ones, and the absolutely filthy ones. They all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow, will save a bro. Sign up now at Movember.com. Decades. What say you, sir? 
Yeah, it's a it's a great time for the IU program right now. Are they going to be up to the task? That's going to be the question. Uh, if IU can get to 35 points, they got a chance. But that's going to be the key is can they get at least five touchdowns in this game? Otherwise, they don't have a chance in this game. Rick, what say you? Yeah, it, it, it is great times for the IU program, but uh... – I know text with you guys last night. You guys have the faith. Uh, maybe Scott, not so much. I'm a realist, though. Uh, IU does not have the, uh, the just the athletes to, uh, that that's going to hang around. And I know that's what Adam wants to hear. Uh, this game is going to be uh, a uh, three touchdowns sounds like a lot, but I think that's going to be about right on the money in this game. Uh, IU is going to get the doors just going to get blown off that program today. Adam, this is easy to say. This is hot take city because it's. It's IU, it's Indiana. I mean, it's like, come on, really? It's like me getting in the in the ring with with uh, Mike Tyson and and saying, oh, come on, really? You know, as they say, everybody got has a plan to they get punched in the mouth. Ohio State may underprepare for IU today. Oh, oh, I will I will say this: there's no chance Ohio State's underpreparing for IU for 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 several reasons. One. Uh, Ohio State did not play last week. We've been preparing for IU for two weeks because Maryland, after uh, their win uh, a few weeks ago on Halloween, couldn't uh, do the smart thing and, and, and avoid parties and things like that. And what is now public record is that a whole, the, basically the whole football team went to like three parties and, and a whole bunch of people got, got COVID. Or, or tested positive for COVID. So Ohio State's been preparing for IU now for two weeks. And all we've heard for two weeks is how, well, you know, Ohio State, they're going to be given a really good game by IU. And, and they probably will. This is the best IU team that, that there have been, I mean, for a, for a long time. I mean, I, I'd have to – I think this is easily the best team since some of those 90 teams um, that, that had some of those bowl appearances and had several people – uh, led by like Randall L or, or things like that, but I mean, Ohio State. Y- y- this is not going to be the oh wow, this is actually a good team. And then we wake up like halfway through the second quarter. They are a pissed off team because they didn't get to play last week. They've heard for two weeks how Rutgers put up several, uh, you know, a lot of points up in the second half on a crap ton of trick plays against our backups, but that wasn't the national narrative. So trust me, there's. You're not gonna. You have Ohio State's full attention, so that's that's not gonna be a that's not gonna be a thing. If I here's the thing. If IU somehow pulls this out, it won't be because Ohio State was overlooking it. Okay, so you you cast doubt upon Ohio State with that statement, uh, and I'll let you address that, Rick. He said if Ohio State does uh, uh, not win and IU pulls off a win. If that happens, it won't be because they were under why, – why will, what will be the reason that IU wins today? Because – it'll be because if Justin Fields doesn't get off the bus. I mean, there's, there's nothing going to slow that, that offense down. Only COVID-19 can. And we saw that last week. Uh, look, this is heading towards uh, – I'll get into the, 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 to, the, to this later on. But uh, it's looking like a uh, Bama – Ohio State showdown just because of this offense. Ohio State, it, it, it's super scary, and I and I hate just being uh, just bragging on Ohio State so far because I don't like Ohio State this year because they canceled half their season. Then we're supposed to pretend that you know 
none of that really happened and just let them in the playoffs. That's why I don't like Ohio State this year. But that offense so far is super scary. Uh, IU just ain't got the, uh, the athletes on defense to keep up with it. Yeah, okay. Who's uh, who's horny today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott, what are your thoughts uh, on Ohio State, Indiana, by, by the numbers? What, break it down for us, sir. So it's, it's the line is still officially twenty and a half. I was the I actually bought it this morning at, at seventeen and a half. So I got Ohio State at seventeen and a half to cover that. Uh, the, the big one that you could look at is the over under of sixty six and a half. If you think I is going to score twenty one points, you got to take the over. Uh, Ohio State's got their, their uh, lowest over output so far in any game was sixty three, and everything else has been seventy or plus. Uh, the only way IU stays in the game, again, they got to score. Uh, Ohio State's defense hasn't shown up in a game yet completely, so they haven't played a full game. Uh, that, that's kind of what I'm looking at is can IU get into the end zone three, four, five times, and then they're in the game. So, Adam, let's talk about the college football committee. You know, this game could shape up what everybody and the college football uh, committee think about Ohio State for, uh, for three-plus weeks. Uh, realistically, Ohio State isn't going to impress anyone by beating Illinois Michi- or, and Michigan State in the next two games. But uh, beating IU goes a long way, but losing the IU goes a long way as well in the committee's eyes. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a big reason why IU has Ohio State's full attention. We know, especially after not getting the Maryland game last week, we don't have a lot of opportunities to show what we're capable of. Um, as Scott alluded to, we haven't had a game where our defense has played four full quarters. We'll get up big in the first half, like like Penn State, for example, 35-3, to three, and then we'll just kind of let off the gas because, again, they're 19, 20-year-old kids, and they're like, we have a five-possession lead. <laughs> you know, so they'll just kind of slow up and then and then have a, have a so-so second half. So, I think this is the game where we play a full four quarters to show what we're capable of. Um, because, yeah, I, I, having that notch on the resume of a win over a top 10 team, um, we might not have another opportunity for that until Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game in December. So I, I, I think that is, that is a massive part of why you're not going to uh, – you're going to see Ohio State be – at full attention. Ryan Day's got this squad uh, frosting at the mouth, if you will. All right, let's uh, go. Uh, let's look at the quarterbacks on each side of the line. We'll start with Rick Riggin. Rick Riggin, uh, Michael Penix in the Hoosier offense has certainly been solid. Certainly has his work cut out for him today against uh, uh, Ohio State and, and Justin and, and Fields. Uh, what are your thoughts? Michael Penix, IU, and then we'll get into Fields here in a second. Well, I mean, he's a fun left-handed quarterback to to watch, uh, but today he's got to make no mistakes. Ball security is going to be a big deal because you cannot turn the ball over, get the ball to Ohio State, and give them extra extra possessions in this game. And the defense, if I can talk about the defense, I know it's a quarterback question. They've got to have some takeaways here. We need you know, IU needs the ball more, right? So it's going to come down to it's it's all on his shoulders. He cannot he's got to drive the offense, and he cannot turn the ball over. Scott, what are your thoughts on Michael Penix, IU? 
Scott, are you still with us? Nah, I, I'm sorry. I, I was here, sorry. Tom. Hey, I'm I'm here. I, I was muted. Uh, yeah. So the big matchup to watch is going to be Ohio State front seven, and then Michael Penix's ability to extend the play. And he keeps them out of a third and long, and he keeps drives going, not get the three and outs early. Uh, if he can extend the play and make some plays happen and hit the check down receivers, then uh, he, I think that's going to be the key in that in the overall matchup right there. Adam, what are your thoughts on the matchup between Michael Penix and Justin Fields? Penix, Penix is very good. Um, I, I have Penix right now as the second-best quarterback in the conference. Um, I had him kind of going into the season as the third-best, and he's surpassed uh, Tanner Morgan from Michigan, or Minnesota. Excuse me. Um, but Justin Fields has more touchdowns than incompletions. Like, if Justin yeah, Fields crazy had – Yeah, that's crazy that, That's correct, and that's a crazy stat. If Justin Fields had last week's game against Maryland – he still would be the Heisman front runner, even with only four games. I, I mean, when you have not just – it's not just Justin Fields, though. It's the wide receivers. This is the best wide receiver core I've ever seen in Columbus. And that includes wide receiver cores that had three first-rounders starting. Because the reality is this particular Ohio State squad with its receivers, with – the two big studs in Olave and Garrett Wilson, and then the the squad of freshmen that came in last year, you have probably four or five first-rounders. Um, oh, breaking news, guys. Clemson and Florida State is postponed because uh, of Oh, Yeah, you know, I, I sent Tom this text, and I tried to hit the breaking news since the show started so I can announce it, but never mind. I just saw a tweet about it, but I, I, I just saw it flash on my screen and I didn't really see exactly what it was. So now Adam Adam in the breaking news. Uh oh stand by, let's do this break. Hold on, I should have been prepared. And we're breaking news Go ahead Adam. We'll let you break it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it looks like uh Clemson and Florida State is postponed. Um, let me see here. Uh, it looks like, yeah, they, there's not really an announcement in terms of it, it has to be a COVID test. Don't know from from which side um, that was going to be a an easy layup for Florida State because they're a dumpster fire right now. But uh, yeah, it looks like so we're going to have another. We could have another uh, another week of some late um, slate cancellations or or key players being postponed or being being um, unavailable for the game as has happened, started to happen in the NFL as well. So let's go to you, Rick, uh, since uh, that directly affects uh, Notre Dame as far as the ACC goes. Uh, and as you mentioned to me yesterday that, uh, that Notre Dame can lose to Clemson in the, in the uh, ACC championship and still get to the playoffs. Uh, the, only, the only way that happening is, if uh, it doesn't happen, as if Florida beats uh, uh, beats Bama in the SEC championship, so what's what do you think this will play out uh, going down the line here, Rick? Well, it, it's huge Notre Dame because Notre Dame had their Corona outbreak, uh, you know, like a month ago with against Wake Forest. Somehow that game got rescheduled to December 12th, and the ACC championship game is the week after. That was going to mean up until now that Notre Dame is going to play that week. Clemson was going to be on the bye week preparing for the ACC championship. And now 
looks like this game will probably get rescheduled for the same day, so both teams are going to play. It's going to be a level playing field uh, going in that title game. Scott, what are your thoughts on this uh, postponement between Florida uh, uh, Florida and uh, ACC? <laughs> you know, that is, that is best that is best case scenario for the number four team in the nation. They did not look good against Syracuse. They didn't look good against Boston College. And the only thing that kept them from having a blowout against Notre Dame was that Notre Dame had five field goals instead of touchdowns. Uh, If they went into Florida State and that game was a one or two possession game late, that doesn't do anything to help their record with the college football committee. So if I'm a top four or five team in the country right now, I don't want to play any games, and especially a game against an inferior opponent. A uh, and M canceled their second game in a week. I know it's not A and M's fault, but uh, that's just kind of the way it goes. If I'm sitting there in that four or five spot, I'm not doing anything to hurt my resume. So Adam, let's get let's get back on on track here with uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Indiana Hoosers. Here's the thing, you know, and, and Scott, I'll pick on you for a second. You said it's a feel good story when we went in to play Michigan and Michigan State. You said it's a feel good story, but it comes to an end today. That's been the theme across the board. Everybody says, well, it's been nice to see IU win. The Hoosiers have surprisingly made it through four games of the season unscathed, including wins against Nittany Lions and the Wolverines. Uh, It's the first top ten contest in IU history. We could go on and on and on about all the props and acclimates that everybody's been given, but they say, but, but, duh, duh, duh. The alarm goes off today, and there's no hitting the snooze button. What do you say, Adam? That maybe there's some there's some non-truth to that. There are some truth to the fact that this is a, a feel-good story, and and like we talk about in college basketball, once we see these Cinderella teams, if you will, get on a, a forward momentum, sometimes that carries them a long way. Yeah, I, I mean it. It absolutely can. Here's here's reality. If you were to tell an IU fan, so this year I'm going to give you your record. Let's just say they finished six and two. Would you take that record? And every IU fan would be like, absolutely. And then if I told you, hey, IU fan, your only losses were to, we'll just say, Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, And they say, okay, we would definitely take that. And, oh, by the way, you beat Michigan and Penn State. You can still be a Cinderella story. You can still be the feel-good story in a program on the rise. For example, like I think this year, this Ohio State-IU game, I, 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 I see it going similarly to what the other guys said, where my, my particular score prediction is 48-20, to 20, okay? But where I see IU going – is let's just say I think it's going to be a tight game in the first half that Ohio State pulled away with a couple scores in the third quarter that put some distance there. You can go, we played them tighter than any other team in the Big Ten. And then next year when Ohio State's replacing a quarterback, when we're replacing some key starters on the defensive line, a couple key starters in the secondary, we're going to be very young next year. That's where they can start to go, okay, the gap between those two programs is closing. And that's the biggest win for IU is that they would be able to say we played Ohio State tougher than most everybody else on the schedule. That's going to be the biggest thing for them moving forward. So, Rick, you know, the Hoosiers have a top 20 defense nationally. I mean, that's nothing really to, to, to balk about. 
And, you know, I know I'm pounding my IU chest here just because that's what I do because I'm an IU guy. But at the same time, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I mean, the Buckeyes have talked a lot about the various blitzes of the offense that we'll see today. Uh, what do you see that makes this Indiana defense so successful? Uh, well, they're exotic in their blitz pass packages. You don't know where it comes from. But their defense is actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, and Adam's right. If you go back to, like, the last two games between uh, Ohio State and Indiana, it was kind of tight games in, in the first half. You know, but then IU runs away – or not IU, Ohio State runs away in the, in the second half. I expect that to be like that again today, like Adam said. Kind of tight in the first half. You got some momentum if you're IU. And, you know, we, you know we're in this game at halftime. Uh, let's go out and, you know, and, and play the second half. But I, I just – I, I don't see it happening. I, I'm with Adam here. It's going to be like something 45, 50 to 20 because uh, second-half adjustments go a long way, and I just think with the athletes on the field kind of limited in, in, in the things they can do, and Ohio State is going to make the, the adjustments here in this game. So, uh, Scott, I mean, before we go into some of these other, and other, other games, in all honesty, what you, you're, and, and, you know, I, I was just picking on you, but, uh, you know, you're not the only person that said that, is that it's a feel-good story. So, in all honesty, what do you see as the ceiling for this IU team in 2020? Win or lose today, where can this team go from here, both this year and next year, uh, kind of piggybacking on what Adam was saying? Well, I mean, just this year alone, you look at how they started. You're going back to the 50s and 60s. You had an IU team uh, that was this competitive in the season. Uh, I think they had a Rose Bowl appearance back in, well, it was 66 or 68, if I recall correctly. Uh, but since then, I mean, they've been bottom third, bottom mediocre for, for decades. Uh, so it is. I mean, they, they shut out a conference poll last, last week. It, regardless of the opponent, regardless of how terrible Michigan State's offense is, they still got a conference shutout. Uh, that, that's impressive by itself. Um, and going forward, I mean, Tom Allen can only build a program. I think we talked last week about does he stay, does he go to another program? And I personally, I feel like he's there for the long haul. And it would be nice to have another school in Indiana uh, that can be competitive on a national level. All right, guys, let's get our official picks for this game before we move on to some of these other games. Scott, what's your official pick? Ohio State, Indiana, and in Ohio State, yeah. I think it's favored by 20. I'm, I'm going to go Ohio State 41-23. Rick Reagan. Going Ohio State 55-17. Whoa, you really think it's like that, be that big of a blowout? It could be. I mean, it, it really could be. I don't margins at all this week. Uh, Adam Jevedan, I, I don't need to know your official pick, but go ahead and put it on the record. Uh, 48 to 20. And also, I, I do want to point out, uh, last time I was on the show, I believe it was the <laughs> week of uh, Notre Dame Clemson, and y'all were giving me some crap. And, and Rick, I'm pretty sure I went five for five that day. Just just want to point <laughs> that out. Just want to point that out. Yeah, no, you're right. No, that was a good, good day for you. Yeah, you was right. I knew that was coming. And, and, and I'll tell you what, guys. If, and, Scott, if we had followed his direction and and did uh, a, a parlay bet on all of those, we would all have been uh, cashed out. Yeah, we would have made some serious cash. <laughs> yeah, we would have. Absolutely. 
Well, guys, you know I know this is going to be a tight game. I'm not. I'm not naive. I'm. I'm. I'm a diehard fan, and and you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep my champagne glasses on, if you will, and and I'm riding the wave. Uh, it'll. It'll be close. I, I don't think that it'll be overly an overly uh, decisive game as far as the committee goes. It could go either way, but I still think it's going to be close. You guys are hovering around 50 to 17, 44, whatever. And I think, Adam, you said 20. I mean, I think we're closer to the mid-20 to 30 range, and I think IU pulls this off around 34, uh, 34 to 28. So it's going to be that close. But I don't see it getting up. I don't see Ohio State scoring 40, 44 points, 50 points. On, on this IU defense. I just don't see it. So I'm going to be the, the anomaly here. No surprises there. I'm going with IU over Ohio State. And this, my friend, will shake the world as we know it. No, you're about well, to see the gap in recruiting in this game. The what recruiting? The gap in recruiting in this game. Oh. is going to show what's had today. Yeah, here's the thing. If if Ohio State wants to make the playoff here and look sexy in the eyes of the uh, committee, they're going to have to win this game really big because the committee is going to look back at this game and say, yeah, well, your toughest opponent was Indiana, you know, during the eight games that you played. So they're going to have to blow them out today because when it comes playoff selection time, Ohio State might be a top-four team, but that doesn't really mean that they get in. Because I tell you, there's another team out there nobody's talking about, and that's Texas A&M, and they have an argument because they're the team that beat Florida this year. So when the committee looks at teams that played a full schedule compared to a team where their toughest game was Indiana, uh, this game matters for Ohio State in a big way, and they're going to have to blow out the Hoosiers. Adam, any final thoughts on uh, the Ohio State and uh, Indiana game? As Rick said, it will be our best game until the Big Ten Championship game. So uh, that's going to be most likely, assuming they don't have any more cancellations, Wisconsin, who looks real good and should be like five or six at that point as well. So I think, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be the thing is Ohio State's got to make a statement for the, for the committee. Um, but, you know, I, I, am, I am happy to see uh, a, a good game today. I'm, I want to see us play four quarters, and, and, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, guys, we're going to get right back with more games in the week. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, with these other games because we have been fully consumed with the showdown at noon. Nobody get in the street. Adam, I'm calling you out. But my, my reference is the old bad westerns will not end today, I promise. <laughs> we'll be right back right here on the Balance Studio Network. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family. So the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 
1-800-273-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4-on-4 four four with a barbershop quartet. Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Right. No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're in my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Here's to the straggly ones, the first ones. Hey, I look good with this ones. The black, brown, red, and gray ones. The itchy ones. The ones grown by dad. The ones grown for dad. The I nearly didn't do it this year ones. And the absolutely filthy ones. They all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow will save a bro. Sign up now at Movember.com. take care of so still with us is rick riggin and uh ohio state super buckeye fan adam jividan guys let's move on uh to some of these other games of the week and i think one of the other games is probably the most noteworthy to talk about and that's uh cincinnati versus ucf we'll start with you adam what are your thoughts on this game uh cincinnati versus ucf uh cincinnati Luke Fickle's got that team rolling. Um, they're taking advantage of the fact that Michigan State and uh, that team up north are, are just kind of have given up recruiting in Ohio, and, and Fickle's getting a lot of the guys uh, in the state that 
um, used to be gobbled up by their other Big Ten teams. Uh, I, I see Cincinnati winning. They're not only winning, they're winning big. I, they have easily entered that point where, depending on how the rest of the, the top five shake out, they could be the first group of five team to make the playoffs. And this is, this is definitely the year where if they wanted to try an expansion where they, they won't, but if they wanted to try it, Cincinnati would be the massive beneficiary of that. You know, uh, Rick, we've talked about all year long, uh, you, you and Scott, about the group of five and how this is going to be a great year for them. What are your thoughts on Cincy and, and UCF? Yeah, Adam's right. They've been just blowing everybody out. I mean, even last week they fake punted that being up 45-10 to the fourth quarter against Houston, which is, to me, that's kind of funny. You know, it's kind of a D-bag move. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's funny at the same time, you know. But uh, I, I think that I think Cincinnati is going to – this will be a high-scoring game. I know it's presently five and a half. I think Cincinnati gets it done by a couple scores. You know, it's kind of going to look like they're – same offense. It's unstoppable. I think they win kind of big today, as big as they can win when both teams are going to score a lot of points. But now we're talking about Luke Fickle. Uh, here, here's my like, burning hot take, and Adam might be able to jump on this one because, uh, you know, Luke Fickle's an old Ohio State guy. Uh, so where I'm going with this, Jim Harbaugh's contract ends after next season, and it's going so bad this year, I think they mutually part ways with Harbaugh at the end of this season. And if I'm Michigan, I'm throwing bags of cash at Luke Fickle because he took over the program uh, when they uh, fired Jim Trestle. And apparently he wasn't good enough to coach then, so they brought in uh, Urban Meyer. If I'm Luke Fickle and I'm looking back at that situation, I I might be eyeballing that Michigan job if uh, you know they let Harbaugh go after this year. So uh, that's my burning hot take, man, and, and I think it I think there's some truth to it. You know, Adam, and, and, and that's exactly right. We, we, we've heard about this possibly being the last year for Jim Harbaugh. Maybe he goes to the uh, NFL, but he won't be back at Michigan. And it, that's, it's not the first time I heard Fickle's name brought up in the Michigan conversation. Adam, what are your thoughts on that? Fickle's not going to Michigan. I'm not like – I'm I'm laying in a as, as much of a statement as possible – if you think Fickle's going to Michigan, you don't know how much Ohio State hates Michigan. Um, not only is Fickle I get it, Ohio but they State burned him at Ohio State, State, man. They burned him there. No, no, that's not true because he stayed on the staff for four more years. Uh, he, <laughs> he was he was an interim coach when when Trestle got let go, and he stayed with Urban for no, sorry, three more seasons until he was. He knew Fickle knew he wasn't ready. He stepped up to the plate and and did the best that he could. This is the thing: is you, you, you like Luke Fickle, not only is an Ohio State alumni, his wife Amy is an Ohio State alumni. His kids are named after famous Ohio State players and or teammates. His dad went to Ohio State. His mom went to Ohio State, and I believe his sister went to Ohio State. So. You're talking – this is the thing is, the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry means so much to people outside the state that they – or means so much to people inside the state that it's hard to totally understand how you could switch allegiances, which is why it doesn't happen very often. And no way does Fickle do that. Not to mention, 
he doesn't want to have to go recruit against Ryan Day. If Fickle leaves Cincinnati, because he's not really recruiting against Ryan Day on head-to-head prospects. He just kind of takes the guys that, that Ohio State doesn't, doesn't project at, at, at an Ohio State level. Fickle leaves Cincinnati for a high-profile job. It would be more along the lines of a Texas, USC, maybe a smaller SEC program. He's not leaving to go to that team up north. It's just not happening. His well, we do have we do have South Carolina fight. sitting out there. <laughs> uh, he's not going. That, that that's a program I don't think anybody's going to want to touch because they're no. no that, I think that might be the terrible. toughest job. That might be the toughest school, toughest job in college football because not only at South Carolina do you have to recruit against the SEC. Let's look at that side of the map. You got Georgia, Florida, and Bama. And Auburn on that that side of the map in the SEC basically, and they can't and compete in their own Clemson. state because of Clemson. Yeah. So that is, I wouldn't go there either. But I'm looking at a high profile school, and uh, I think college football needs a villain. That rivalry needs a big villain. I think Luke Fickle could be that guy. Well, we call it we call it a hot take for the reason, but we've got to we got to move on down the road here. Who's your pick for Cincy and UCF there, uh, Rick? Oh, Cincy by a couple scores, definitely. Adam, who's your pick between Cincy and UCF? Oh, I've got I've got Cincinnati. UCF would have to play flawless, and, and they won't. I mean, Cincinnati is rolling. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Ohio State IU guy, uh, and then play the Ohio State guy. I'm gonna be just like you guys were with Ohio State. Cincinnati is just that good. UCF. Might have an a offensive explosion uh, to get out on a hot start, and that may happen. The focus will be on the ground, but the secondary and pass rush will win the game. I mean, certainly Cincinnati is the best team in, in college football right now. They win somewhere between 40 to 27, uh, absolutely. We were going to talk about uh, uh, Florida and uh, uh, Clemson, but obviously that that's not going to happen. Uh, so let's let's uh, move on over to uh, Wisconsin and Northwestern, another Big Ten matchup. What say you, Rick? Wisconsin is at Northwestern, uh, which uh, Wisconsin is struggling in their own right, uh, and I think the committee needs to not even be talking about them this year. Well, I, I mean they uh, they just blew out Michigan, but who hasn't yet, right? I've, uh, Wisconsin's problem now is they've had two weeks off. Ain't that right, Adam? Uh, it's just lack of games. Uh, they're at their limit now with the uh, the Big Ten said minimum six games. Uh, or if you don't play six games, you can't make you can't play in the Big Ten championship game. Well, they're at that limit right now. They have any more, uh, you know, that their opponents have coronavirus issues and got to post cancel a game, uh, then Wisconsin won't be in the Big Ten title game. They're at that limit. It's lack of games with them. Uh, this is going to be a really good game. Uh, for me, Northwestern, I don't know why Pat's fit, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald has stayed there this whole time. He's a great coach. How come he has not taken uh, a, a, another job somewhere along the way? Because he usually has uh, most years Northwestern being an above 500 team. That's a team you don't want to face. Notre Dame has played them these past few years, and they're always tough games against Notre Dame. Uh, they play Notre Dame tough, so – I see it going the same way. I think it's kind of a low-scoring game, a really close game. I don't know what the spread is right offhand, but I think Wisconsin wins a close game against Northwestern. Adam, what are your thoughts? 
Graham Mertz is ridiculous. Uh, I, I said that Penix is the second best quarterback in the conference just because we don't have enough tape yet on Mertz. Um, uh, Mertz is really, really good. Uh, best quarterback Wisconsin's had uh, in since well since since Russell Wilson. Um, and, and so I, I I've got I've got Wisconsin winning big. Um, Northwestern is good. Uh, big reason why Pat Fitzgerald hasn't left is. Again, alumni. He was a team captain when he was a player there, uh, and he just loves that school. So I, I don't see a scenario where um, where Northwestern wins that game. I just I don't see it. Wisconsin is is real real good. Again, their problem is they've had two weeks off. If they hadn't had those two weeks off, they would probably be in. My, I think maybe even ranked higher than Clemson um, with Clemson's one loss. They they actually might be. I mean, I don't follow the ESPN projections or whatever because I think ESPN is mostly usually wrong, you know. But <laughs> they're actually their playoff projection, like the odds of wait, uh, making the playoffs. They have the fourth best odds, and Clemson has the fifth best odds, right? Which ridiculous. It's it's Bama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Clemson is the way ESPN has us projected right now. So there's something wow. to it with Wisconsin. Well, I think certainly Wisconsin has what it takes to to beat Northwestern, and and certainly they want to remain in the committee conversation. And there's a lot of things that that they are they're, they're working towards. But I like Northwestern this year. And say what you will that Northwestern was when when Indiana beat them. Well, Northwestern really wasn't a team. Indiana really hasn't beat a team. Northwestern's a very good team, and I'm going to go against the grain on this. I think that. You know, as much as you I, – I, I, maybe this is just my week to go against the grain except for the Cincy game. But I'm going to go with Northwestern over over uh, Northwestern over Wisconsin in, in a close game, maybe even down to uh, a, a field goal. We'll, we'll see what, what happens there. So, you guys both have Wisconsin. I have Northwestern. Is that correct? Yes. Right, let's go out to Norman, Oklahoma, Memorial Stadium, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. This is going to be a matchup of the week, a good one to watch. Uh, you know, certainly uh, we'll see what happens here, but uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma defense, they continue to get the job done, and uh, you always have to grade the, the Big 12 defense on, on a bit of a curve, but I certainly like the Oklahoma State defense. Well, I mean, you're right right there. This is really a game against a really explosive offense in Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler is the best quarterback name in the ever in the history of, of quarterbacks. Uh, he's young. We're watching him grow up a little bit. The offense is just humming right along now the rest of the season. I think they've got two losses. Uh, so it's an explosive offense versus probably the best defense in the Big 12 against Oklahoma State. My problem here with Oklahoma State is you got Chuba Hubbard there, but who else do you have? They're, to me, they don't look that impressive on offense, and I think that is going to be the difference in this game, uh, just their lack of scoring, really, against a team like Oklahoma who can just light up the scoreboard. So I'm taking Oklahoma in this game uh, by a couple scores. Uh, I think they'll get the job done in Bedlam once again and improve that record to like 90-12. and 12 is what this, It's like 89-12 and 12 right now is what the uh, Bedlam record is, all in favor of uh, Oklahoma here. Adam, what are your thoughts, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in Norman, Oklahoma today? Yeah, I, I think as, as Rick 
talked about, Spencer Rattler has been progressively getting better uh, each week. Um, he Even in the losses, he didn't play well. Their defense just couldn't stop anybody. Um, but, but Rattler, you know, he is, he's, he's learning, he's getting better and and Oklahoma state, they haven't done anything. They haven't really beaten anyone with enough, um, uh, with a big enough gap to really inspire much confidence against anybody. So I've, I've got Oklahoma state or excuse me, Oklahoma winning this game. I just don't think Oklahoma State can score with Oklahoma. You you got to score in the Big 12 with Oklahoma since none of those teams seem to play defense worth a darn. Uh, you got to score uh, at least 40 to, 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 right, to beat yeah. Oklahoma. And, and, right, you about 35, 40 points if you want to hang with Oklahoma. If, if that means <laughs> you don't play defense, you know, which nobody does in the Big 12. Right. It, it, yeah, exactly. And, and so that's – that's just how I see it. I, I just I don't think Oklahoma State can can put up enough points. It seems like every year Oklahoma State they're, they're this is the year, this is the year, this is the year, and then they lose to Texas and Oklahoma. I, I mean, it's just it's 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 like death and taxes, man. It's it's inevitable. So you're going with Oklahoma, Adam? Uh, yes, sir. And so is Rick. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You guys mentioned that he may not be running like Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts, but he's still. Not close enough to be inaccurate enough, but he's hitting enough key plays now that that he was missing earlier. I guess and certainly the running game has improved, and you know, you know, I guess which team wants to step up and be the Big Twelve uh, championship and, and win the Big Twelve uh, championship? And we've talked about the Big Twelve often and on this this year about being the about them just kind of collapsing and flip flopping around and. I mean, Oklahoma State's defense is going to be a problem for Rattler. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But I have to ride with you guys on this. Oklahoma's going to win, uh, win this game. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be close, somewhere around 30 to 34. And there are a lot of uh, thinkers out there that think Oklahoma State defense can rattle, uh, uh, can, can rattle Oklahoma enough to pull out a win. And still have that same close win. So I still think no matter who wins, we're still around thirty to thirty mark. But I'm going to go with Oklahoma as as well on this game. All right, guys, I think we got time for one more game. Let's talk a little bit about San Diego and Nevada Wolfpack. The Aztecs are out in Nevada. What say you, Rick? <laughs> I don't know how you go from all these games that have meaning to this one right here. <laughs> it's because the other game that I had with meaning is not relevant today, so we have to do what's called feeling, brother. Feeling. Well, here's my feeling. Oh, if, uh, if the Big 12, if the Big 12 uh, wants to keep whatever playoff hope they have alive, they better be hoping Oklahoma State wins this game because the Big 12 is way on the outside looking in, but there is still like some half a percentage point out here of a chance where they get into the playoffs. So they need Oklahoma State to win today, but it's just it, it ain't going to happen against Oklahoma. That's my Nevada San Diego State breakdown. <laughs> you know I mean? You're like, you, you know, you're a big video game uh, player. It's like if you don't play the video games I like, then you don't. You're not a gamer. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on San Diego State Nevada, Tom? It was my. It was my in the pile to talk about. 
We only got there. We only got there because we didn't talk about Florida and Clemson. So understand how we got there. Uh, Adam, let's talk about Liberty. Let's talk about Coastal Carolina and these teams that are having historic years right now. There we go. Let's talk about my Liberty Flames, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I am proud alumni, and we're kicking tail up and down the coast. Hey, well, right. Adam, hey, chances, uh, chances, uh, say, uh, I don't know if the SEC will allow this because, you know, they got rid of Hugh Freeze a couple years ago for that whole, I don't yep. know, what was he doing, uh, calling hookers or something like that on yeah, company phones, like using that. company credit cards, something like that. Uh, what are the chances they let him, uh, South Carolina, go and talk to him, maybe actually hire him after this year? I, see, I don't even know, though, if Hugh Freeze wants that job. Because that's a worse job than Ole Miss. I think Hugh Freeze, he, if he can get Liberty this year, stay in the top 10, if he can get us into the top 10, or not soon, not top 10, top 25, top 25 this year, top 25 next year, I think he's going to go, I'm going to wait because that Tennessee job is going to come open fairly soon. Um, you know, does uh, another, maybe he takes Texas. You know, Texas is going to come open in Texas. Their their boosters think that they're going to get Urban Meyer, even though Urban Meyer said a dozen times he's not coaching again because of yeah, no the way Yeah, no way. Um, <laughs> but I I think I think Hugh Freeze could be up for Texas. I could see maybe other another like if there's a high profile ACC school, I could see him doing that. Uh, I think Hugh Freeze is going to look at the landscape and go, you know what? I don't have to if I don't if I can go to a high profile school and compete with and not have to compete with all of the SEC uh, teams, I'm going to do that. Like I wonder if maybe Virginia Tech becomes open. Justin Fuente has not inspired confidence in Virginia Tech. There's enough other schools that are better than the low tier SEC schools that I I just don't see him going back to the SEC because he's got a much better chance to win outside of that conference. You know, and guy, you might be right. At, at Liberty, he's looking at that. He's like, hey, I've got it pretty good here. I can win in the capacity that Liberty can win, right? It's low pressure. Uh, he might be happy at Liberty. Yeah. So, guys, we only got a few more minutes here. And one of the things that Rick did mention was the coaching carousel. And he kind of talked about, you know, uh, 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 Texas there. And, you know, it's the understanding or thought process that Tom Herman will be leaving Texas. Of course, we don't know that to be official, but there was some big news out of Texas uh, this week, and they lost the, their five-star quarterback, Quinn Ears, to Ohio State, ironically, which is yeah, Ohio they did. State. <laughs> so uh, let's get your, your thoughts on that, guys, before we got to wrap it up and put a bowl on this segment. Go ahead, Adam. Uh, Quinn Ears is the best quarterback prospect since Trevor Lawrence. And the Ohio State quarterback room just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. I mean, it's it's ridiculous the level that Ryan Day is recruiting at right now. And that I think that was the final. Uh, that's going to be the last straw for Texas. You you can't lose a kid who's from Austin. He plays at South Lake Carroll. That is yeah, the, crazy. That is the <laughs> high school in Austin, Texas. And he's not only leaving; he's leaving for Ohio State. That's and, and the word in Columbus is that he left because Tom Herman was talking crap about the family. Like, 
about how all of these things, he's highly recruited, but he's got all these things that I have to fix. And I mean, you couldn't be more of an idiot, but I, you know what? We'll take him up in Columbus, and he is going to put up ridiculous numbers. Our, our quarterback room is stacked for the next four years. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, compete with that answer because you're absolutely right about that, Adam. Uh, which is going to be why it's even more important to understand that you guys are going down. That's my final word. Uh, Rick Riggin, where can people find your work? Masterpieces, sir. Uh, on the Twitter at Riggin underscore Rick, and yeah, if you have a coach like Tom Herman, you can't, and he can't build a fence around his own area at a blue blood program like Texas, it's time for him to go. I think everybody agrees that it's time for him to go. It's time for Jim Harbaugh to go. And, and it's getting time when we're going to have our show where we're going to be uh, uh, having our hot seat uh, show and, and making our picks for coaches go and, and leave. And, and so we'll be getting that together soon. Uh, but uh, this is Thanksgiving week. Uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up this next hey, Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. This is our last show until Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, guys. That's right. Adam, any big plans for the turkey day? Uh, I, I don't know. What are they going to allow us to do? <laughs> right. It feels like we're here. How can they believe that you have the family over to your house? I mean, are, are they just going to have patrols? Oh, there's more. There's a bunch of cars there. I've been going to uh, call SWAT. Yeah. My God. Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> but we were supposed to go to Tier Hole, but for good reason, not because of what the nation's saying. My sister-in-law decided that we were going to do something else. So, we're just staying here at the house with the dogs, but I am going to be cooking a lot of food. So, you know, it is there. There's that. Rick, what are you doing? Are you going to go out and go reveling? Uh, we're just going to have a couple people over. Uh, just, you know, my two boys, because you know, my daughter was down in Florida now. Uh, probably just, you know, my dad. Just a, just a couple people. We'll keep it in the, the uh, governor's specs of what we're allowed to do, I guess. You know, there's a lot of people. My family kind of freaked out, and they don't want to do the big gathering. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to do ham this year, not turkey, because I'm not a big turkey guy. We're going to do some of the, uh, the uh, honey-baked ham, and we're going to cook it up. We're probably going to smoke it. How do you get it in that little little white paper? What's that? How do you get that ham in that little white paper? <laughs> what do you – oh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, you got to – you got you to gotta, you gotta, I go buy the big the big uh, construction posters from Walmart for like three bucks. <laughs> All right, Adam, we appreciate you jumping on. Um, I I will make sure that while you're in mourning, I will I will give you the proper social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, guys. Well, you guys have a good uh, a good weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, buddy. You too, buddy. We'll t- you right, too. Yeah. Rick, have a good one, man. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, sir. Rick Reagan, Scott Lamb, Adam Jibbin, helping us break down uh, this uh, week in college football. Was was there anything to talk about other than uh, other than Ohio State? It's going to be a great game. You know, I, I know I'm probably the only outside of this diehard Hoosier people who are who are going to be rooting for today, but it is going to be a great game, and I'm really looking forward to see who wins that game. We'll be right back with Tony Donahue from Tony D Podcast right here on the Balance Radio Network.
The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like... Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, they're one of my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home. A movement is the power of people, inspired by a common passion that is determined for change. A movement can be sparked by something pretty unlikely. We are Movember. We grow a moustache or challenge ourselves to get physically active and move for the 30 days of November to raise awareness and funds for men's health. We were born over a few beers in a bar in Australia. We are now in over 21 countries, making us the largest men's health movement in the world. We are more bros, and we are at our strongest when we stay true to who we are. Real men, talking about real issues. We are a global community, standing together, welcoming each and every Mobro and Mosista as a friend and fellow change agent. We sign up at Movember.com in October and raise funds in Movember for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, poor mental health, and physical inactivity. The moustache is our hairy ribbon, our badge of honor. It starts conversations about men's health. The Move Challenge puts our vision of having an everlasting impact on the face of men's health into action. This Movember, grow a moustache, challenge yourself to move, and support those who do. Together, we can change the face of men's health.
Don't know much about the science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me. Mandy Pepperidge, well, I haven't seen you since we... Go away. I'm sorry, I can only stay a minute. Let me buy you some lunch. Oh, you've got your lunch. Well, how about some milk? You got your milk, too. Well, can I just massage your thighs while you eat? Do I have to leave? Is this any way...
Um, I honestly think Ohio State's probably gonna probably gonna blow them out. Uh, I know you and all the IU homers don't want to hear that, but but what everybody is talking about is oh IU this this is what IU has to do. Well, how about Ohio State who has missed some games? They're third in the country. They want to stay within that playoff four. And they really don't play anybody else from here on out. They get Illinois, that's going to be a blowout. They get Michigan State, they're going to blow them out. And then they get Michigan, and we know how bad Michigan is. So this is really the one chance that Ohio State has all season to beat a ranked team, to beat a team inside of the top ten. And they're going to be smelling blood. They're going to think, we need to blow these guys out. Because when you look at the SEC and you look at, the, and you look at Clemson and you look at Notre Dame, they're playing teams multiple times a year that are ranked inside of the top ten, and they have a chance to have these impressive victories week in and week out. Ohio State simply does not have that. So I think Ohio State's mindset in this game is to come out, make a statement, blow IU out, and, and I honestly think they will. I mean, it's a great story for IU. It's not going to ruin their season. They still get a chance to, to beat Wisconsin in a couple weeks against Purdue, uh, but I don't, see, I don't really see Indiana being close in this game at all. Is it too early to decide what uh, bowl game that uh, IU will be in? Well, yeah, it, it really depends on um, how they react if they lose today. Um, they can, they're going to have a tough one next week in Maryland. Maryland's a tough team. Uh, they have two attack of Iola's little brother. He can throw. He can run. Maryland, I mean, it, it's, a, it's tough from here on out for IU football. And, you know, Tom Allen's going to have the guys motivated, and they are a good football team. But it's a coin flip, I think, the rest of the way in these four games. I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, as I mentioned. Maryland is tough. I think you could win that game. Going to Wisconsin is going to be tough because they're going to have the same mindset as Ohio State to try to get into that final four, into that playoff 10 championship game. And Purdue's very hit or miss. They've got a lot of offensive weapons, but they haven't all been playing well together. So, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you last week. I think an outback bowl, I think, um, would be good for – uh, you, an Outback Bowl, a Citrus Bowl, something on New Year's Day. Well, something on New Year's Day, one of the one of those bowl games that are in, you know, what do they consider, the top ten. You've obviously got the you got the Rose Bowl and you got the Sugar Bowl. Um, but I, but I, I think the Outback Bowl, I think, is, is, a good, is a good stepping stone, a good landing point for IU. Well, I do, I do too. And, you know, we look forward uh, to next year, again, having a uh, – uh, a great year moving off of this year. But when we look at our, our competitors and, and, and people that will play inside the big 10, Ohio state's going to be kind of in, in a bit of a uh, rebuilding year or a growth year next year. Do you think that next year is a, a really good opportunity for IU to, to move into a, a, a maybe even a big 10 championship type scenario? Well, when teams like Ohio state and Alabama, um, and, and Clemson, when they rebuild, they're still national championship contenders. I mean, Ohio State had to rebuild on the fly three years ago when they lost their quarterback late in the year, and what happened? They ended up blowing through Penn State in the Big Ten championship game and making it to the final final four, making it to the college Bowl playoff. So, um, no, but I think Indiana is on the right track. I think Indiana is on the right track to play good football and to stay relevant for multiple years to come and to not be a team that's just a flash in the pan this year and has a few good games. Um, you know, the way that it stacks up, I don't think they're ever going to compete with the Kentucky – or excuse me, with the Ohio State of the world. But I do think that they can be quality 
Big Ten football over the next few years and make bowl games on a consistent basis. I certainly think that that is the um, that is the goal. And as I go through ESPN's um, bowl projections right now, I mean both both of their experts have Indiana playing in the Outback Bowl. Um, so I, I certainly think on January 2nd, the Outback Bowl or the Gator Bowl should be the goal for IU. And I would love to see IU play against a major program in a bowl game like LSU. We saw them, you know, lose last year to Tennessee uh, towards the end of that game in a bowl. So, um, you know, I, I don't think a loss today should downgrade what IU has done. I don't think a loss today should downgrade um, the season. But I think if IU wants the relevancy that all the fans want and wants to have this uh, big-time eyes on their program, you have to either beat Ohio State or Wisconsin in these two games. Because if not, people are going to look back at the end of the year and say, oh, well, IU had a good year. They beat some crappy teams they should have beat. But then when they had to play teams that were ranked and were relevant and in the top ten, they got blown out. So, you need, to, you need to hang with Ohio State today and beat Wisconsin for the national landscape to think that you're relevant. Well, I can tell you what. I know I, I'm the IU Homer guy. I mean, I, I sport their diploma. Got me in, got me a job. A good college. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an IU Homer guy, and I, but I'm not naive, and I know it's going to be a, 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 a rough day if they win. Uh, if they don't win as well, it's going to be a, a huge disappointment because certainly uh, they they just believe, and I think that goes a long way. But if they do beat, if they do beat Ohio State, they instantly become relevant. Would you say that to be true? Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the number one victory for IU football really in my lifetime. Um, you might be able to say the number one IU sports victory from basketball and football in my lifetime, but. With that being said, if they win today, they are instantly into the top ten, and they are knocking on the door of being inside of the college football playoff. I mean, I think you move automatically up to number five, depending on what happens, and then you've got a chance to move up more because Notre Dame's still going to win Clemson. But but you can't win today at Ohio State and then lay an egg in two weeks against You're Wisconsin. Right. If you beat Ohio State right. today, you you have to set yourself up. Uh, to win every, you have to win every game the rest of the way, and I think you'll be right there in that in that playoff. So um, it is an absolute long shot, um, but it would be hell hell impressive could get it done today at Ohio State. Would it be as impressive? I, I tell you why this, and I know this wasn't a sexy game, but how about that uh, Tulsa Tulane game? I don't know if you watched that that game with the hell Mary to send the game into overtime, and then they win on a pick six. I mean, what an amazing feel-good win for Tulsa over Tulane on Thursday night. Well, it's the first time since 1996, and it was Ball State who actually did it. A team won and covered a spread after scoring zero points in the first three quarters. Tulsa is a team that found themselves ranked for the first time this season. They struggled the last two weeks to open up games. They were trailing two weeks ago, and they were trailing last week against SMU, and SMU it just became ranked in that game. Tulsa comes all the way back in the third and fourth quarter of the last two weeks. So you thought, okay, their, their luck's running out. It was 0-0 at halftime, and all of a sudden it's 14 nothing, it's 21 nothing, and here they come storming back with a, with a backup quarterback. Their quarterback got knocked out. The backup quarterback really gets it going, starts flinging that thing around, and then it's a Hail Mary to get them to overtime. And once they get into overtime, they 
exchange field goals, and Tulane, again, throws that screen pass, and it's a pick six. And like you said, off to the races, walk-off fashion. Um, it was one of the best highlights. I think Penix's uh, touchdown and that highlight are going to be the two top two highlights so far of the college football season. So uh, that was one heck of a win to start off the uh, college football weekend on Thursday night for Tulsa, who has really been uh, been lucky, so to speak, to come back the last three weeks and find themselves ranked where they are. Well, I'm going to tell you what, that was a great win. Let's go. Let's just kind of go around the the, uh, the college football games. Uh, what we heard in, in the last hour, we kind of broke on the show here. Uh, Florida's game has been postponed, uh, obviously due to the COVID stuff. Uh, obviously, that's a, that's huge in the ACC when it comes to Notre Dame, because really you think that if um, if Florida beats, I mean, I think that Notre Dame Clemson gets to the Big Ten title. Clemson wins the Big Ten title, but if Florida beats. Alabama and the SEC championship that could push out Notre Dame. How big of implications does this postponing of Florida happen in the ripple effect? Yeah, I I think what you're looking at is what today was for Florida is a day that, um, you know, you look, you have to take care of the opponent that you have to take care of. So Vanderbilt is not one of the best teams in the country. I think we all know that this is a 31 point spread. Um, and as far as I'm seeing, I haven't seen that Florida is unchanged. I see Florida still playing Vanderbilt. Um, I haven't seen Florida being canceled today yet. So um, I'm not sure where that came from, but I still see that game being on today. Uh, so, so we'll see. Um, Florida is a team that has to win out. They, they suffered that, that loss to number you know, seven. I am- I, I am so sorry. I am so sorry, Tony. Let me correct myself. It was uh, Clemson and Florida State game got uh, postponed. Well, that's a well, that's totally different then. So, uh, <laughs> Flor- again, but 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 same adjective here. Florida State is a team that it hasn't been very good all year. Hasn't been a team that has been really relevant. So again, this doesn't really hurt Clemson because I think the only way Clemson would have came out of today and people would have been like, yeah, okay, they do what they have to do, would, would be to blow out Florida State. So to just simply not play them, um, you know, it, it doesn't really hurt Clemson, I don't think. It's just one less game you had to prepare for that ACC championship game. But, again, it's also one less game where you don't have to worry about the health of Trevor Lawrence. And with Trevor Lawrence not in there, um, with Trevor Lawrence not in there, not risking any hurt. It keeps him healthy for later in the stretch. So um, I lost, I lost my notes there. What what are your thoughts on going back to the big 10 again, uh, Wisconsin at Northwestern, Wisconsin, uh, big, need a big win. They had a big win. Well, I wouldn't even call it a big win. They was a pouncing against uh, Michigan last week. Certainly Wisconsin wants to stay reveling in the, in the conversation with the committee. Uh, number 10, Wisconsin at number 19, Northwestern. Yeah, this is uh, this is a game where you look at Wisconsin's schedule. You got to go to Northwestern, and we really don't know who Northwestern is. Yes, they're ranked 19th in the country. They're four and zero. They beat Purdue. They knocked off Nebraska. They edged past Iowa, and they blew past Maryland. So, really, haven't been tested on this schedule. And again, this is Northwestern's only chance this year, really, to say, hey. Uh, we are a good team and we deserve to be in the top 10 conversation because 
Nobody's going to be impressed if they go and beat Michigan State, Minnesota, and Illinois to end the year. You look at the Big Ten standings, however, this is huge for that game. This game today, uh, Tom, will determine who plays in the Big Ten championship game, I do believe, because Northwestern and Wisconsin are both atop of the standings. And with Purdue's loss last night to Minnesota, that pretty much eliminates Purdue from playing in the Big Ten championship game. So with Northwestern and Wisconsin State, what's on the line really is a chance to play in the Big Ten championship game, as we know it's on Fox. As we know, all eyes will be on that game because more than likely you're going to be facing an Ohio State team that is going to be a win or get in when it comes to the Big Ten championship game. So I think today really determines who is going to play in that Big Ten championship game uh, from the standings of the West because the top three right now are Northwestern, Wisconsin, and Purdue. Purdue all but eliminated themselves last night with that loss. Uh, If Northwestern wins, they probably went out and – if Wisconsin wins, they probably went out. So uh, it's going to come down to who wins today. I think it will be Wisconsin, uh, but they do have a tough schedule. As we just talked about, you got to still play IU. And, and Iowa is a sneaky team, is a sneaky, decent team. So uh, I think the winner of Wisconsin and Northwestern today will be playing in the Big Ten Championship game. Let's talk about a game we talked about earlier, certainly one of the biggest games on the on the docket today, and that's the Cincinnati and UCF. I mean, I think by far since the, the best team in, you know, around right now, and we, we talk about uh, the, the, the gang of five, the round of five, the group getting into the playoffs. We have that conversation with this game. Uh, UCF has a very explosive offense. But I just think that Cincinnati is just the really the real deal, and they are who we think they are. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. We talked about this last week. And, again, I know I keep iterating it, but especially for teams like Cincinnati, BYU, even Coastal Carolina, who finds himself ranked 15th in a tough matchup today against Appalachian State, um, you have to blow teams out because you don't want the committee to look at you and say, well, you struggled against UCF or – you struggled against SMU. You only blew out Temple by 17 points. You should have beat them by 20. You look at what Cincinnati has done. All you can do, Tom, as you know, is play your schedule. So you blow out East Carolina last week, no big deal. You beat Houston. You beat Memphis. You, you beat SMU. They, they've been blowing teams out. No team has been close except for Army, who was within 14 points. This will be the biggest test. Four. They win this, they're going to find themselves probably ranked six on the outside looking in. But then again, you could beat Temple, and then in two weeks, they got to go to Tulsa, number 25 team in the country, a team that we talked about um, should have had their last three games uh, in the L column. They've had to come back in the third and fourth quarter. So Cincinnati is going to be looking for blood down against UCF. But UCF is a team at five and two that can keep things close. They have a good defense. They love to score points. Their only blemish on the schedule so far is they lost to number 25 Tulsa, and they lost by one point. They let Memphis come all the way back in a 50-49 to 49 shootout. So UCF is a team that can score points, and if Cincinnati doesn't bring their A game today, they can find themselves on the outside looking in. And, and, and what this does, if you're, if you're Cincinnati, you're looking at we're in the talks right now. We're in the talks of being in the college football playoff. We are right there in the discussion. Right. If we lose this today or we lose one game the rest of the year, we go from being in that discussion to following to falling all the way down to the talks of 
somewhere along the lines of the Cure Bowl, maybe the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, maybe the Cheese It Bowl. I mean, you go from, hey, we're undefeated. Maybe we missed the college football playoff, but we're still going to go to the Orange Bowl. We're still going to get a chance to play, and maybe the Peach Bowl against Georgia. But if you lose this or you lose on out, you go from a multi-million-dollar bowl game down to something like the Cheese It Bowl or the Lending Tree Bowl that's going to be on ESPN two on a Tuesday night. So, so Cincinnati, you know, the students aren't thinking this, and the bonus money they're thinking we need to blow teams out and we need to win here on out. And I think Cincinnati will go down in a close game in a shootout and be able to stay close and win against UCF. How good, I mean, especially from the betting perspective, how good is Liberty? They are really what we call a silent killer. They got North Carolina State today, but they have just kind of been checking off boxes all season long, and now all of a sudden we're talking about Liberty University. Yeah, I mentioned Liberty on your show a few weeks ago, one of my favorite teams to bet. Um, Nobody really knew who they were because they didn't really play anybody until, if you remember, and, you know, the, 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 this whole schedule has kind of been messed up. But they became relevant by knocking off Louisiana Monroe. But then they went to Syracuse and won. And then they went to Virginia Tech two weeks ago in a comeback effort and won on a game-winning field goal. If you remember a game where they took the lead with a minute to go. Southern Miss March – or, excuse me, Virginia Tech marches down, scores within 12 seconds. There's like 46 seconds on the clock. Liberty takes the next kickoff. Gets one pass across the middle, and it's like a 52-yard field goal to win it. Now they got to go to North Carolina State, a North Carolina State team that isn't bad. They're 5-3 and three on the year. They've, had, they, they've been dinged up on injuries. They let Miami – they would be ranked right now if not letting number 12 Miami come back. 41-31 fourth quarter lead against Miami two weeks ago on a Friday night. They let them come back. Other than that, North Carolina State has had a really good season. One loss at Virginia Tech, the net Miami loss. Here's what's on the line for Liberty. They're not in that top discussion for a playoff bid. But you could beat UMass next week, and then you set yourself up for a huge matchup if Coastal Carolina wins today against Appalachian State. You'll get number 21, Liberty, taking on number 15, Coastal Carolina. Winning out that game should be number 12 versus number 19. It'll be moved to ABC. It'll be a huge game that last week in a college football, and it's really going to determine who's the third best non-Power 6 football team in the country. I think BYU and Cincinnati are your top two, as we just talked about. And then it's Liberty or it's Coastal Carolina. And I think Liberty today can get it done against an ACC opponent at North Carolina State, and that will automatically punch them into a bowl game, which would be huge for Liberty, as we know. Uh, but we'll see what they can do. They've got a chance to win out and finish in the top 10 for the first time, obviously, in program history. Um, but, again, we're going to see what they can do because you've got the Myrtle Beach Bowl. You've got the Montgomery Bowl. I think Liberty can find themselves in. Uh, but you're thinking if you're Liberty, you can make it into an Alamo Bowl or maybe a Music City Bowl by chance. So uh, it all depends on what happens with Boise. But I think if you're looking at the non-Power 5 best teams right now, you've got – Cincinnati, you've got BYU, followed by Coastal Carolina, Liberty, and then Boise State are your top five non-power teams that I think are all going to be going bowling. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what these smaller teams can do. All right, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the the coaching hot seat, if you will. And I think we've talked about 
Jim Harbaugh. But also, I think, really, we saw another coach really come into focus that that we probably already knew was going to happen. But it's just a matter of time until this becomes official that Tom Herman is no longer in Texas. I mean, losing five-star quarterback uh, Gwen Ears to Ohio State, who's from Austin, who, who grew up in Austin, a hometown boy. That doesn't happen in Texas and keep your job. Him, uh, Texas losing that five-star quarterback, would you say put the nail in the coffin on Tom Herman's job? Yeah, and you, you really don't want to say that a um, – you know, that, that losing a quarterback or an injury is what costs you your job. I mean, you hate to see that. But, but look, Texas is a football powerhouse as we know. But if you think about it, Texas hasn't been a football powerhouse since Reggie Bush in the Rose Bowl how long ago. And for Texas Longhorn fans going to the Outback Bowl or going to the Heart of Dallas Bowl or going to some of these okay middle-of-the-road bowls, just don't do it for that program. Yes, they're ranked 22nd in the country right now. Um, They haven't played in a while. Um We'll see what happens with Texas. I mean, they they just seem like they've been flirting around that top 25. And, you know, with next week's game against Ohio against Iowa State, that's going to be tough. They should win against Kansas and Kansas State. But, again, as we mentioned, this is a Texas team that had expectations to finish inside of the top 10 and compete. They get their butts kicked week in and week out against, against the Oklahomas of the world year in and year out. So, um, if, if I'm Texas, yeah, it, it's again time for a change because the expectation of Texas Longhorns football is Rose Bowl, is Sugar Bowl, is National Championship. And they just simply haven't been there over the last 10 years. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And, it's it, you know, a lot of these coaches, we'll see what happens. And I, final question to you because I know you got to go. Uh, but uh, who's, who's, who's seen us hotter right now at this moment? Derek Mason over at Vanderbilt, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, or Jim Harbaugh in Michigan? I think it's Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Um, you know, Tennessee, you're going to have some You're going to have some years to grow. You're going to have – it's always hard to compete right away against the SEC. You're going to have to let guys get in there. Vanderbilt, I mean, it is what it is. Who cares? Those kids know that they're going there more so for the education. Um, but I think Jim Harbaugh – is on the hot seat because he hasn't been able to beat Ohio state. It's been a down year again this year. Um, He hasn't really been able to compete for national championships. So I I certainly think it's Jim Harbaugh. Well, we'll see what happens and how this plays out. Tony Donahue of the Tony D podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Any big Thanksgiving plans? Just gonna, I just got over the Rona. So I'm good to go. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to go visit some family and try to have a great weekend. Well, that's good, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're over. I didn't even know you had it. So there you go, buddy. Uh, con- congratulations on that. Uh, where can people find your work at Masterpieces, sir? Yep, you just said to uh, Twitter at Tony D Indy. There's a lot of Pacers discussion going on right now on what trades are going to happen, what's going to come, what's going to go down, and uh, we'll just keep you posted on that. I'll have a podcast coming up. Have a great Thanksgiving week. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, helping us break down some college uh, football action. Um, this is going to be a big week, and uh, you know we 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 called it the Big Ten Showdown at high noon for a reason. My name is Tom Marcus. We right back with some NFL talk right here 
on the Balance Radio Network. I got a feeling deep within my soul And right now I really need to let you know That each time I've fallen down inside that hole You came and showed me there's a way to go So we can love deeper, fly higher National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike... You know, dance with me, purple cow. I like your move. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, What is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow, that went in my It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. A movement is the power of people. Inspired by a common passion that is determined for change. 
A movement can be sparked by something pretty unlikely. We are Movember. We grow a moustache or challenge ourselves to get physically active and move for the 30 days of November to raise awareness and funds for men's health. We were born over a few beers in a bar in Australia. We are now in over 21 countries, making us the largest men's health movement in the world. We are more bros, and we are at our strongest when we stay true to who we are. Real men, talking about real issues. We are a global community, standing together, welcoming each and every MoBro and MoSista as a friend and fellow change agent. We sign up at Movember.com in October and raise funds in Movember for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, poor mental health, and physical inactivity. The moustache is our hairy ribbon, our badge of honor. It starts conversations about men's health. The Move Challenge puts our vision of having an everlasting impact on the face of men's health into action. This Movember, grow a moustache, challenge yourself to move, and support those who do. Together, we can change the face of men's health. Back then, I was a little baby. Sweet and greasy. <laughs> Gotta love bread. I know. You know, there's sandwich bread over there oh, next yeah. to the coffee. I eat bread in the bathtub. Okay, that's gross to me. There's a lot I've been feeling lately. Uh, why is there a hearse at my house? Night screams. The new fun of the kids. Billy, Billy. My Billy. Billy, where are you, Billy? So I need to talk to you regarding money. I stomped on all the fun chunks. My grief has a scent, like suffering. A rusty navel? How'd it get rusty? Look at this bug. It's an honor to meet you, my lord. <laughs> winkle, winkle, wink, whittle ghost, and kiss a pickle as you haunt your tree. up next week um but also 
Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, joined us, and we, we talked some more college football. Uh, we're, we don't have Ed today. Uh, Ed's not able to make it. Uh, Ed Kratz beat right for the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, uh, our SI.com and our official uh, NFL contributor. So you're just going to be solo with me for the next few minutes, and we're going to break down the NFL as I see it. If you want to talk some NFL, week 11, 917-889-8516. So let's just kind of get into the homer card, if you will, and, you know, we'll start with the Colts. Uh, obviously, the Packers are at the Colts, and there's there's a lot of – the Colts have some injury reports. You know, Audrey ruled out, and so we'll we'll see – you know, how, how that comes into play, but it didn't get any easier for the Colts this year. And, but I tell you what, you've got to be impressed with the defense. This defense with Indianapolis Colts have been crushing it. And uh, certainly Phillip Rivers, uh, the captain of the team, the QB of the team, a lot of people had their doubts on Phillip Rivers and, you know, you may still, and he may, uh, he, he may only be, a uh, one-year quarterback with the Indianapolis Colts. But one cannot say that he has not contributed uh, to this 6-3 and three record that the Colts set out right now. And so, you know, we, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, going real quickly, going through some of the notable injuries, uh, Jack Doyle, uh, he's got a concussion, so he's still in the concussion proto- protocol, although they do have him listed as uh, questionable um, uh Braden Smith, questionable. Isaiah Rogers, questionable. T.Y. Hilton, looks like he's, he's going to be good to go. Uh, they got him out and they rested him this week. Uh, so as far as practice goes, so hopefully he'll be able to, uh, to get that done. You know, it, defensive uh, uh, end, Audrey, Dianca Audrey, has been placed on the reserve uh, because of the COVID-19 listeners ruled out for Sunday's game against the Packers. Now, with that happening, Audrey missing the Packers and the Colts games, uh, the Colts will be without their starting defensive end. The most likely replacement for Audrey is Tyquan Lewis, uh, or Muhammad, if you will. It will be interesting to see who gets the start on Sunday and, and their impact on the game. Uh, again, going back to Jack Doyle, he's, he's uh, out in – listed as questionable and he's a very very valuable weapon that we need to have inside of the of that game on Sunday with the Packers and you know the Packers travel well so we as as we know of course this is in the real world in the normal world that we would be living in and so there's not going to be as many fans but I think there's going to be somewhere around 12,000 that's going to be allowed to be there that's going to be a 425 game certainly at home at Lucas Oil uh, Aaron Rodgers comes into town, and I tell you what, don't ever bet against Aaron Rodgers. And as much as a, as a homer card that I am, you know, I realize what a legacy and how real of a threat that Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Green Packers are. And, you know, he's going to come in, and he's going to be, he's going to be, prepared, be prepared and ready to bring it against the, the, the Colts. I think, honestly, that Rodgers and the rest of the Packers' offense will be the toughest test for the top-ranked defense the Colts have had so far. Green Bay is third in, in, in NFL points, 30.8 per game, and six in yards 
uh, squaring off against a Colts defense that's number one in the NFL in yards and fourth in points. Uh, the Colts' fourth-ranked run defense should have the upper hand against Green Bay's dynamic running duo, uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams. The Packers have quietly been pe- pedestrian on the ground. I can't even talk today. Man, I need more coffee. <laughs> but Green Bay hasn't rushed for more than 111 yards in the last seven games. So this is going to be a great matchup between the Packers and the, the Colts. Obviously, I'm going to go for the for the Colts on this one. But it is certainly going to be a, a test for the Indianapolis Colts as, as, as they uh, host the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. And uh, very excited about that. So let's kind of go through some of the games uh, we saw happen on Thursday night. Um, Cardinals over the Seahawks, 21-28. We look at the Steelers and the Jaguars. Uh, and the Jaguars, obviously, in the AFC South, so we're going to be watching them very, very closely. Uh, but the Steelers is the real deal. And they are they are certainly have their eye on the prize for this AFC championship. And it's going to probably come down to the Super Bowl going through Kansas City or is the Super Bowl going through Pittsburgh. And we'll see. It's really – I think it will come down to – to that, and that's the, we'll see what happens with that game. The Lions and the Panthers, uh, the Patriots and the Texans, another AFC uh, matchup. And uh, we should have we should have talked with Adam Jividen when we had him on and talked with him in more detail about this game tomorrow with the Eagles and the Browns. And uh, you know, let's talk about Car- Carson Wentz playing in Cleveland. Is an inspiring remorse among Browns fans. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the quarterbacks who are hot, though. As we were just a quick rundown of, of, of well, at least items of interest in week 11, as we would typically go through these uh, with, with Ed Kratz, but he's not able to join us today. But, I mean, we just talked about the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is about as hot as they get right now. And, you know, at his age, it's striking that a man six foot six as the quarterback for the NFL is only undefeated can fly so far under the radar in the MVP conversation and with Alex Smith inspiring return. So, I mean, you got to look at big Ben as being one of the hot ones. How much pressure is on Carson Wentz? Remember that remember the second guessing when the Browns traded, away the second pick overall in 2016, allowing the Eagles to draft wins. Well, with Wentz set to play his first game in Cleveland on Sunday, there's no outcry of remorse. I mean, let's just (laughs) – they're not worried about it at all. So it's it's also in the NFL's worst division. You know, some of the key matchups today, I mean, this week, Derrick Henry versus the Ravens defense with New England's Damian Williams – Gashed and slashed for 121 yards last weekend. It was most allowed a single ball carrier by Baltimore since Henry shredded and stiff-armed the unit 195 yards in the AFC divisional playoff back in January. If you if you'll remember that. So, joining us now, Mo from the BS Sports Show. Mo, how are you, sir? I am good. I had a couple of quick minutes, so I thought I would give you a ring. 
I appreciate it, sir, very much. So we were just, uh, uh, you know, Ed's not with us today, so I was running solo. So, man, you're, you're, a, you're a lifesaver. Let's talk a little bit about the Eagles and the Browns. And we were just talking a little bit about, you know, the, the, the Browns traded away a, a draft pick, which allowed the Eagles to draft Carson Wentz. And, and now Carson Wentz is going to be on the mistake on the lake and probably in a game that's probably the worst division in the NFL as far as the as as that goes. So the Eagles and the Browns, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, you know, no Miles Garrett, so that's always good news for a guy like Carson Wentz when you don't have Miles Garrett bearing down on you all day long. He's on the uh, COVID list. You know, I, I read an article yesterday, and you'll definitely have to check with Ed about this, but uh, there was a columnist that wrote uh, that Carson Wentz could become the next Andrew Lux. The, only, the feel is that, uh, you know, he's he's tired of the nagging injuries and being injured all the time, and doesn't want to have a, you know, a debilitating injury where he won't be able to play with his kids and walk. So a very interesting article I read yesterday out of Philadelphia saying that uh, Carson Wentz could go the route of Andrew Locke. So it'll be interesting to see if that, how that plays out or if it was just a frustration on Wentz's part. You know, obviously the Eagles aren't where they want to be. They're still, you know, in first place, but, you know, not a great team. Uh, older offensive line, uh, you know, Wentz has taken a lot of punishment like Luck did for a few years. Uh, so, you know, I think Cleveland can still win this football game. I think they're more talented offensively and defensively, but the, the loss of Miles Garrett for the Browns could turn out to loom pretty big. Yeah, I'd love to read that article, post it on uh, social media and tag us on it so we can retweet it. Big surprise coming out of uh, New Orleans. Drew Brees placed on the injury injured uh, list. Uh, I guess he's got uh, five fractured ribs and a collapsed lung. Man, uh, so um, – it looks like Taysom Hill is, is coming in next man up for the Saints. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, a lot of people question why Taysom Hill would be the starter this week after Jameis Winston came in and pitched relief in the second half last week and, you know, played decent. Uh, but I think what Sean Payton's looking at, honestly, is, you know, Jameis Winston's been in that division since he came into the league. He has not fared well against teams uh, in that division, especially the, the Atlanta Falcons. So I think that, uh, you know, Sean Payton decided to go with Taysom Hill because, let's be honest, Nobody really knows that quarterback-wise what they're going to get from Taysom Hill. Uh, he's quicker, uh, you know, and, and I think that uh, it just gives a different look for the Saints. I don't think it's anything personally against Jameis. I think if they were playing any other team other than a team from the NFC South, that Jameis probably would have started this week. Uh, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, Sean Payton looks at uh, what Jameis has done against this division and that he's not played well. So he went with uh, Taysom Hill, who's an unknown. Well, until today, till this week. Now he's a known. Right. So <laughs> We'll see. Uh, you know, we've been talking all, all day here pretty much about Ohio State and IU, and I want to give you an opportunity to chime in on this because this is a huge game, probably a bigger game for IU than it is Ohio State. And, and uh, you know, I, I haven't seen anybody except the people that me that wear the, the homer hat for IU that thinks that, that uh, IU can beat Ohio State. But what are your thoughts? What, uh, what's uh, – about this big matchup today, this Big Ten matchup at, at noon today? Well, you know, talking to some Ohio State fans over this week, you know, they look at this as the biggest game on their schedule this year, which is normally, you know, the Michigan game. Uh, so that tells you right there what Ohio State fans, the respect they have for IU. And let's be honest, over the last six years, IU has covered five times against Ohio State. They always play them tough for, you know, two quarters, three quarters, but they, they tend to run out of steam in that fourth quarter. I think this year's team's different. I think IU definitely has a chance to win the football game. Uh, but if you're a betting man, I would definitely take IU in the 21 points. There's no doubt about it. IU, again, covered five of the last six years, seven of the last nine years against this football team. So 
IU always plays them tough. They've played tough all year. They, the one thing IU has to do this week uh, is cut down on the mistakes in the, in the red zone. IU had a couple of interceptions last week uh, in the red zone. Uh, they can't do that this week if they expect to beat this team. Now the question is, can IU have sustained long offensive drives to keep that defense rested and flying around out there because they're going to need it uh, against Justin Fields and this Ohio State offense. There's no doubt about it. This team can score points. They're really good. Uh, one of the reasons that Ryan Day fought the Big Ten so hard to play football this year is because he knew he had a national championship qual- uh, caliber team. You know, you look at the, the uh, a matchup against a, a top ten team for IU like this, uh, it's been a long time. You know, back you look back at the Rose Bowl uh, when they faced a top three opponent and been ranked in the top ten as well. Uh, back when they played USC when they were one, and I think IU was four or five. So it's been like nine, since 1967. So uh, I think IU definitely has a chance to win today. Uh, you know, and even if they don't, let's let's see if they keep it close. But if you're betting, I'm taking IU. I, I already, actually, I already took IU plus the 21. So I, I like IU's chances today. I really do. I just They need to keep the game close and, and keep the offense on the field. By running the football, uh, not having their tight end today is going to hurt. Let's be honest, uh, you know, him getting the rest starter this week is, uh, is not going to play well for this IU team. It's one of uh, Michael Phoenix's favorite targets, but uh, I say the game's close. I'm going to go 35, 36-34, IU pulls it out. Well, kickoff's in about an hour, so we'll see what happens here. Can I let you play a homer card with me one more time here? The Packers are at the Colts. Uh, typically, we kind of worry about the Packers at home. I mean, the Colts at home with the Packers because the Packers travel very well. May not be such an impact uh, this week, but I think they're going to allow somewhere around 12,000 in the in the, uh, in, in the the stadium. But you got two legendary quarterbacks going at it tomorrow on the field, Aaron Rodgers uh, versus uh, – uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Why did I have brain fart? I have no idea. I, I was just, I was still thinking about Drew Brees, I think. But powerhouse quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Philip Rivers, what are your thoughts? Well, one thing to watch is, you know, Devontae Adams hadn't practiced the last couple of days. So will he be able to play come Sunday? You know, he's been, Aaron Rodgers, pretty much, you know, only target other than, uh, you know, about that scantling this year. So, uh, if there's no Devontae Adams, that does make the the, uh, uh, the effort for the defense a little easier. I know Darius Leonard uh, has to uh, prove Aaron Rodgers wrong when he said Fred Warner from the 49ers was the best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, that's been kind of stuck in his craw for the last week or two. Uh, you know, and it, it, it's going to come down to, you know, Philip uh, Rivers has got to not make mistakes, especially down in the, in the red zone. Uh, you know, Rodgers makes very few. So can the Colts capitalize if he does? And, you know, the Colts just can't turn the ball over. We, Jonathan Taylor's got to keep the ball in, the, in his hands, you know, and if he, if he gets a chance to play more this week. And, you know, Philip Rivers can't make, uh, you know, some of those dicey throws that he makes. But, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see come game time whether Devontae Adams is in the game because that, that changes everything for, uh, for both teams. Big AFC matchup tomorrow night. The Chiefs are, on, are out in Vegas. Uh, you know, again, I, I, I've said pretty much all season that the Super Bowl for the AFC goes through either Kansas City or Pittsburgh. What say you on this game? Well, you know, Vegas beat them uh, the first time around this year. I uh, don't think that Patrick Mahomes has even let that slip his mind at any any second this season. 
you know, I think Kansas City comes in there and they, they flat out show dominance uh, tomorrow. I think that they're going to prove that what happened earlier this year was a fluke. And I think you're going to see – we don't see it very often in the NFL – don't be surprised if you don't see Andy Reid and this Kansas City team run to score a little bit on John Gruden and these Raiders. Mo for the BS Sports Show, kind enough to drop in on us for a, a few minutes today. Any big plans for Thanksgiving this week? Oh, Thanksgiving's this week, huh? I I hadn't realized. <laughs> uh, no, no, so no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, it, it cracks me up on how people are just getting all blown out of proportion. Don't get me wrong. You should take the whole thing serious. But I think if you want to have family members over, it should be okay. You know, they're talking about people being arrested. And how are they going to police such a thing? It's such an uh, ignoramus thing to say, oh, you can't have your family over on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we were supposed to go to my brother's, but my sister-in-law decided to to move things back a little bit. But that wasn't because of any law mandates. But, I mean, how can you police such a thing? I I, I mean, I know Indiana's not as bad as some states, but I hear Kentucky's going down in, in, going down in a, big, uh, a big way. And uh, so we'll, we'll ser- be curious to see how that affects. You know, Kentucky's playing Alabama today, even though they're on the road at Alabama. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in Kentucky. And, you know, that could possibly – I mean, we don't know, but we just look at – you know, look at what happened with the Colts when they were up in Detroit and uh, other teams that were at teams when they had the postponement, when they, they had the COVID. So it, I think it's a very real possibility that we see some postponing of Alabama games going forward. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we saw Clemson postpone today. Here's the thing. If you're going to if you're going to be with your family, which you should be, because you never know what next year brings, you know. You, those Some of those folks may not be around next year to enjoy it. So enjoy it just do it safely don't be an idiot take precautions and if you take your precautions everything will be just fine so take your precautions don't be stupid be uh be able to space out in the house if you need to be wear your mask like you're supposed to and i think everything will be just fine the world is not coming to an end and no matter no matter what we think as, as far as the election goes and everything else the world is not coming to an end Move for the bs sports show where can people find your working masterpieces sir uh, find me uh, on Twitter at Mo Radio Show. All right, buddy. We'll talk with you soon. You have yourself a good and safe week. All right, Tom. You too. All right. Mo with the BS Sports Show joins us for a few minutes. Talk to me. Thank you so much to uh, Scott Lamb, Rick Riggin, and Adam Jibinen for college football procrastin- pro- procrastinators. Procrastinators. <laughs> that word and Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast. We just talked a little bit with Mo from the BS sports show guys. It's going to be Thanksgiving weekend. Really enjoy your family. Have some time, but you know, keep it safe. Do things uh, re- responsibly. And you know, where you're, where you're at. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we joke about it, but it is a very serious thing. Um, my name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. Don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here, deuces.
Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com.